1: Every time you get on the bus and go to the meet, every time you warm up, every time you warm down, everything that we do, you have to do it together. You have to become one. She's got the best time right now this season in the Atlantic 10 in the 100 press at 104.7, over a second better than anybody else right now in the conference. And she's on pace to break that, Tim. It was only just over 31 seconds in the first two laps. And Stralsik turning for home. She looks like she might have pulled her jets just a little bit there. Uh, she went out really fast for a dual meet. And she'll be, she'll be close, but it, it'll, uh, you know, she just wanted to make sure she got out for the win more than anything else. And that she does. A time of 107-21. Second place again goes to the men and women, Megan Nowak. And in third will be Tavis Potter, so it's a 1-2-3 sweep.
0: The team has come together so well with a tremendous personality and attitude. Um, it, It has been really fun working with this team in the first few weeks but they are really ready to get into a meet. At this time of year, we've been five full weeks, no meets. So they're really excited, especially when we open up at home. So it's going to be a a very good event on Saturday. Welcome to Retirement, Bob. One last hurrah. Cece here and welcome to day 55 of the podcast. Hi, Bob. We are continuing with assistant coach week and we have a really great guest today. We welcome Meg Novak, class of 2011. She stayed on for an additional semester and coached for the class of 2012. So it was so great to get in touch with Meg, and I've seen her a few times since um, I reached out, and it has been so great to have her close and uh, to share and chit-chat with all the things that are going on in these weird, weird times, but she had a lot of really fun things to say, and I'm so glad to share her interview, so let's go ahead and dive right in. We welcome Meg from the class of 2011. Thanks for joining us, Meg.
1: Hi, Cece. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So we are here to celebrate Bob's retirement, and I would love to hear some of your favorite memories with him.
1: Well, I was just quickly brainstorming, and I have, I have a variety of memories of Bob, you know, from my swimming to then my coaching with him. Um... <laughs> I I do have to say, I, I remember being pretty shy my freshman year and being shocked at one point when he um, called me out on seeing a photo from a toga party that the whole swim team was at. He was like, oh, I especially like your toga, Meg. And I was mortified. <laughs> so he, he was good at doing that. He got like the insider information from all the upperclassmen, I'm sure, and then And then just threw it out there. Yeah. That
0: that is like such a a thing about Bob that I remember is that he was always up to date on the gossip. And he always knew what was going on.
1: Yeah. And as a freshman, I never knew how he knew what was going on. (laughs) You know, And then by the time you're a senior, you kind of figure out, oh, you know, we can fill him in on certain things. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think, um, just coaching with him was, was great. I learned a lot from him as far as like his day-to-day routine and just, it's a lot of work to deal with the swimmers on a daily basis. You know, 30 women, college age, so much drama. And that's what he did every day for how many years? 36 years? 36. Right, right. Yeah. So that that was that was interesting to see the other side of things just coaching with him for a season. Planning things out, trying to keep people happy and and trying to you know, just have fun with the team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you said, it was a ton of work. Like he was always there on deck. He was oh, his door was always open for us whenever we needed him. He was always accessible and he just really cared about everybody so much to the point that he was there for us in so many ways. Oh,
1: definitely. I mean, he he was like a dad on campus to us. Like he is part of, I feel like he's part of my family. Like his family is mine. Like, I mean, you know, you don't keep in touch every day, but he's just always, you know, an extended part of your family. Mm -hmm. And
0: your uncle swam with Russ, is that
1: correct? My uncle Tom swam with Russ, yes. So he's the youngest of my dad's siblings. So
0: you you grew up knowing about UMass and and visiting and and knowing who Bob was?
1: I didn't know who Bob was. I, I knew that all my family went to UMass and my dad and his two brothers swam at UMass at different times Um, but no I didn't know Bob until really my my senior year of high school and I just remember not wanting to go to UMass so it's like if you live if you grow up in Massachusetts like everybody's gonna go to UMass or that's the fallback school Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and my dad and my uncle talked to Russ actually at a swim meet at MIT and then my dad's like, come on, you have to go talk to the women's coach at UMass. You you just have to go talk to him. And this was probably in March or April of my senior year. So it was pretty late um, as far as deciding for schools. And I think I think Bob called me at home and I was like hesitant to talk to him. So I was like, I don't know if I want to swim. I don't know if I want to go to UMass. And I ended up kind of going for um a daytime visit and I met with him and I was like, oh this is this is cool. You know, mm-hmm. I met in his office in the basement, sat on the blue couch. Yes,
0: the famous blue couch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, has has anybody talked about that story because we ended up having that blue couch at Yellow House. No, years later.
0: I did not know that. That's so much fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he told me on coming to UMass, and it was the best decision I ever made, yeah, but I, yeah,
0: yeah i agree and and I got to meet you. We were on the same team together. I was away my junior year studying abroad, and I came back and we got to meet and it was uh, it was so much fun to be on the team together, and Bob really created that atmosphere for everybody oh,
1: definitely he He just made everybody like a family and he would tell us the stories in the locker room of, you know, past alumni. It was always so fun just to like, okay, he's going to tell this story at some point this year Mm -hmm. and just waiting for that, getting the, you know, insight from the upperclassmen and stuff like that when you're young. Yeah. I just like the tradition of it.
0: I know. So so many fun traditions. Um, And as Bob is going into retirement, any well wishes?
1: Yeah, I hope he gets to relax, uh, spend time with his family, go out to Oregon, which is beautiful, although I think he's driving out there right now, and it's, you know, the fires are kind of bad out there, but I hope, I hope he gets to see his granddaughter and, and have a great time.
0: Yeah, time to relax and bike ride and do all the things that he enjoys doing off the pool deck.
1: Absolutely, and I hope that we get to see him soon. Um, We should do a big alumni event. We
0: should. Once this coronavirus is gone and we're allowed to be around each other within six feet, we'll be back in Amherst celebrating with Bob.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Bob, you have been here for for us for so many years, and we'll be here for you as you enter retirement, but this has been so great. Thanks for joining us, Meg.
1: Thank you for having me, Cece. Good, congrats, Bob. <laughs>